This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Jerry Mason, Kicking Lawyer. We're live for the Law Talk. Uh, do want to remind you, as always, to please follow all our content, like, subscribe, share, etc. We're on all social media platforms, all podcast platforms. Uh, we're also on YouTube, and of course, you can watch Josh dance on TikTok. That's his favorite thing to do. My favorite. If you haven't already, make sure you download Inside My Head by N.A. The Band. It is free on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your music. Local guys, we're supporting them. They're great. One happens to be my son. And it is a free album, so download it if you can. And then I saw her today. Miss Michelle Allen is uh, your go-to in the area for uh, buying, selling, renting, leasing, real estate, anything like that. And there's other general stuff. She was talking about how she was paying me to say all this stuff, but I say good stuff because she's actually a good person. (laughs) And I think my guest today even would agree with that. Uh, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts, located in Covington, just relocated to our biggest location ever, masonsmartialarts.com, if you're interested in starting your own martial arts journey. Uh, and then the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar opens at 4 o'clock every day. I'll be there tonight doing trivia. We have live music, good food, um, good drinks seven days a week. Come try that out. And, of course, Josh is glad to help you with your online presence, whether it's social media marketing, websites, et cetera, with Masonite Digital Marketing. So uh, give Josh a shout. Joining me today is uh, a regular now on our show, Mr. Stephen Schofer. How are you? Hey, doing well, sir. How are you? Yeah. How did y'all survive the the naders that we had? Did y'all have any damage or anything? So at my house? Yeah. None. Yeah. I didn't. We didn't have a, uh, not even like a drop. You live at Toka, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, it was. It's funny how I, I drove today. I went to Jackson Court this morning, yes. so I had to drive down uh, 170, one seventy one fifty four, out that way. And what was interesting is you can literally see, like the width of the tornado, because it'll yeah. be like literally trees just uprooted, gutted, and then this house is fine, right? right? You know, like you can see like the path that it took. It's just so odd to me how it destroyed this specific path. So, and I guess you've seen, you've been around, seen stuff in the area. Yeah, yeah, I actually have, um, you know, and so, um, I don't know if you remember or not, but uh, it's been about a year and a half ago, um, the town that I grew up in, it was in, Dre- in Dresden, Tennessee. Yeah, I do uh, remember that. Was hit with a tornado, like, right before Christmas. Yeah. Um, and anyway, and I had some local people here, donated toys and stuff. They knew I, you know, grew up in that area, and so I took it up there. It was... Um, it was i mean that was that was a pretty significant you know damage and stuff that happened to that area uh it's a little is is actually worse than kind of what had happened here and uh like i was telling some other folks i mean they're still cleaning up from that and so it's still it's gonna be a process yeah i was thinking about that today because of man just just even just tree damage yeah like the big trees that are that are piled up on the sides of the roads i was like who picks those up i've never thought about that before did did you also see that all the dale field workers are now going to be out of work yeah no i have uh yeah so they they did officially announce that today we knew last week they'd kind of already contacted i think a few of the employees but they're going to take that office demolish it they're not going to rebuild and i think they've offered severance packages oh they're not going to rebuild no delfield's not going to oh i didn't realize that yeah i had i had a guy come in yesterday client on a case and was talking about he was going to be between jobs because they gave him notice that uh 
they would be laid off or something in the interim. But he acted like he thought they were going to build it back. Yeah, last all I was told they uh-huh. weren't they weren't going to build it back, and they're just going to have it. There. They were already, from what I understand, they were looking at some places to, and then this incident happened. Oh so. man, that sucks. I, on a good note, though, I, I've heard some of the local places like Unilever Cold Storage have uh, reached out and made some contacts to some of these folks and said, if you want to like come work for us and you know pick back up. So how many do they employ? Do you know? Nah, I um, don't. Because they've been here for a long time. Very long time. Yeah, I've known several people who've retired from there. You know. The, friend of mine just retired from there this past summer yeah for those that don't know what we're talking about is in well it started in little rock and then ended up in tennessee was a big f3 tornado came through right about 10 days ago it was on a friday afternoon and uh it hit like it you, you can see the path of destruction through the city hit a lot of residential property a lot of businesses schools hit crestview um, so there's been, there's a lot of damage and it's still something that we see. And I mean, obviously it's, I, I would, I would guess it's not as devastating necessarily as a hurricane, but for our little community, it's pretty devastating. Yeah, no, it's still, I mean, it's still impactful, a lot of damage. So a lot of people don't know, but I'm actually a uh, certified storm spotter, you know? And so me and my buddy, when it happened, we had a token. How up. do you go get that? <laughs> so it's... <laughs> Just you got to be geeky, man. <laughs> you just be like, <laughs> so, I want to so no, get certified so and chasing the natives. Yeah, so na- the National um, uh, Weather Service, you know, puts yeah. on certain trainings and oh, stuff. Oh, that's so, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, and you can actually take their classes and stuff. Like they're they're free, and mm-hmm. you can jump on them and stuff. But uh, anyway, so we had we had a Toka Barbecue Fest going on. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it that's right. The, it started on the thirty first, the day yeah. we had the tornadoes, and so at that point. Um, my buddy Kurt Mayo was down at a Toka Barbecue Fest. I thought Josh was on what? you. I'm over, I'm over here shaking my bottle. Yeah, and I, I usually, I usually cut to you anytime you shake your bottle. Yeah, and I look at the camera. I wasn't gonna say anything. And it's just yeah. me shaking my bottle. Yeah. Yeah. So. Check out Jerry. Anyway. But no, we actually, we had all that stuff going. So I actually was, um, was actually at my house, um, which is on a hill, and uh, was sitting there watching the storm. And it was, it was real. You could kind of see where the storm was hitting, and then you see when it hits the bluff, and then all of a sudden it just shifts. Like, it just shifted north. So, at that point, like, I caught, you know, I mean, like, they tried to evacuate the park and stuff because we didn't know where it was at. That's just a close call. But I didn't know how far north it had shifted. I just knew that it kind of shifted north. We ended up in a toga. We didn't even get a drop of rain. Not at my house, anyway. Um, but then, of course, you know, I contacted some friends of, that in Brighton area and stuff and letting them know, like, hey, it's on my way. And then, of course, have my radio on so I could uh, hear where. You may be able to answer a question since you're a certified storm spotter. I don't know what training they do or don't get. Because I have mixed, uh, I've been getting mixed uh, answers to this. So my whole life living here, I've lived covered in my whole yeah. life, right, right here on this bluff. Uh, my whole life, I've always heard, well, when it hits the bluff, it's gonna bounce it up and it's gonna miss us. And I have to say, till now, yeah. my forty-four years here, we've had terrible storms come across, yeah. and they did seem to miss us after they hit the yeah. river, right? Yeah. So There's you know, no the, factual. Data I was gonna say that. the reality doesn't really make sense if I think about <laughs> yeah. it. But I'm like, I mean, there's some proof now, of the say, pudding. Like, I'll say that. Like, there's no factual data that shows that that bluff protects. But even I personally am like, mm-hmm. there's there's something there. Well, like, I wonder if it's little... kind of like full moons, you know? Yeah. Like, you and I have both worked in yeah. law enforcement stuff where you see uh, mm-hmm. a difference amongst people when there's a full moon. Absolutely. I know the hospitals have even, even seen an uptick. Teachers. When, yeah. 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 Like, regret them. It, so, I'm, it may not be actual data on it, but I just wonder. Yeah. Anyway. No, so, curious. even like when I went through, because I asked that question, too. I was like, this is where, mm-hmm. I, you know. And they're like, there's no data behind that. And I was like, yeah. I still believe it. I should have let you. it's kind of like ghosts. Uh, like well, like, we can oh, talk about those too. I usually yeah. have one standing behind me right here. Yeah, that's what my wife right. says. 
Uh, I should have let you introduce yourself. Uh, so this is Stephen Schofer. He's been many things, wore many hats, been political candidate, won political races, works, uh, and, and now you're the uh, juvenile officer still, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, for now. Because you, you, before that, you were like the court officer or whatever. You're still a court officer, but you're the, what's the title? Juvenile the court? Sur- sur- service officer? officer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so he is instrumental in hopefully trying to help a lot of the kids that come through. And up until recently, was really the main one that was working with us lawyers on what outcomes would be. And the reason I say that is because we had a DA shift, and you actually had help, really. Yeah. Even though initially she was, like, thinking you were doing stuff because you're trying to overstep, but it's because she didn't realize nobody had ever been there to help you. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so he he's he, – I'll let you tell him what you do, but – He's in court and can make recommendations. And he's the if your child gets in trouble in uh, Tipton County, uh, they usually end up going through him at some point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from speeding tickets to runaways to ag assaults, rape cases, um, child deaths, fatalities. I have to review all those. So if anyone under the age of eighteen passes in Tipton County, I have to review and sign off on those. So there's just a lot of things that that kind of go in that. So. What what would you say is the biggest offense or the most common offense that you see amongst juveniles coming through right now? Yeah, is uh, is kids getting caught with with the vapes? That's what I was fixing to say. Yeah, I figured it's and what we're it was. having a hard like it's right now we're catching a lot of them that uh, contain THC inside the vapes. Do you think the kids know, or you think they just got cartridges? I mean, I'm sure some do. Yeah, yeah some. But yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if some of them just get cartridges and don't realize what's in it. Some of them do, yeah, you know. But I mean, it has caused a lot of issues. It's caused, uh, you know, we've had some allergic reactions. Um, we've had, um, like I said, essentially almost like OD type cases. We've had uh, outright defiance. Addiction is a hard one, you know. I'm just affirming, you know. I don't think people realize how hard nicotine is an addictive substance. You know, well, I, I think it's not. They can try to compare it to like meth and heroin and fentanyl and things like that. Um, which we have a lot of kids uh, doing that stuff too, you know. Um, but man, that nicotine—it it seems to be a really hard substance for, especially for the kids to stop. Well, what I was going to say is, regardless of your position on adult drug use, yeah. I would think almost all of us would agree children shouldn't use drugs. Yeah. Right. Right. I just don't think there's enough studies to support that. Uh, because the kid's brain is still developing. Right. And so, honestly, till they hit like 24, 25, I don't know that really any substances they should use. Yeah. But my point is like... Um, but we still have I, parents who think vaping is Yeah, but there's than, just not... I wouldn't... You know, I, would, I don't, I don't want my them. kid uh, vaping, uh, marijuana, alcohol, tobacco, right. none of that. Right. Because their brain's still developing. That's right. I mean, they can't... My, my youngest just turned 18, right? Uh, Sunday last week or so. Anyway, he's he's 18 now. So, of course, he thinks he's grown, even right, though he's right, a right. senior in high yeah, school. Yeah. And so uh, it's he, scary because I was 18 when I became his oldest brother's daddy. <laughs> when I had the first kid, <laughs> I was 18. And now looking at him and thinking, I mean, not that he's an idiot. He's very intelligent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you can't imagine the decision-making yeah, yeah. is not there yet, you know? Right. He just doesn't have life experience. That's right. Uh, it just makes me scared for them. Well, um, one thing about the vapes, I was going to say real quick that a lot of people don't realize is that it's sort of a slightly newer thing, and so they don't have the long-term studies that's right. to show what the long-term effects mm-hmm. are of vaping compared to stuff like cigarettes and you know these other things that they abuse. So I think yeah. that a lot of the kids, you know, 20, 30 years from now, these studies are going to come out, and a lot of them will end up regretting. <laughs> well, <laughs> too, and I, I think the big issue you have with them is – some of these agencies or uh, or organizations say they're not targeting kids. Uh, 
but I can't tell you the last time I've eaten Fruity Pebbles and you're going to come out with some vape that's flavored with Fruity Pebbles and, you know, Cocoa Puffs and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, how are you not targeting children? Like, you are yeah. targeting. And then you come out with uh, THC-flavored different things, you know, Nerds Ropes. And go- and I'm like, of course yeah. this is you're targeting kids, you know. So it's become, it's become a pretty big issue. I know one of the things we try to do in Atoka, because I also do the planning commission down in Atoka, mm-hmm. is we try to really limit how many – tobacco and vape shops we will allow within the city limits and so i know that's our options that we're exploring too because uh, man i just like you drive down memphis and it's like you got a freaking vape shop like every yeah every other store well you think it's because some of them sell to the miners or just it's because opportunity is there and they get, i know we do have several stores that, that sell to mm-hmm. miners like we know who they are and you know and the kids tell us where they got them from and things like that but the most common seems to be like they get them from each other, like you know they yeah yeah and stuff at you know at schools commonplace because they're all just gathered there and stuff. In the summertime, they go to their buddy's house and get one that still well, parent. So I had uh, I don't know if you saw it. I think you I think you were at the career thing. Were you at? The, I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you know Baptist. I shouldn't say which group it was because I don't want to bust them out. One of the vendors had a uh, uh, marijuana goggles. I saw that on your Tic Tac. Yeah, yeah. So, man, but but I don't know if you saw the comments. So (laughs) I've got a bunch of, it's like 20-something thousand views now or more on the the video. And all the video video is, is it's actually Madeline filming me. She's the one talking to me. Cause she was at the booth. Yeah, she was asking you like point out the light. Yeah, or and so like what that. it was was you put the goggles on, and she said it was supposed to simulate the effects of marijuana. Right. I've never used marijuana. Yeah, right? I haven't. Now I, I'm yeah. pro adult marijuana legalization. Yeah, I am because I think that you can make tax money off of it. I think there's studies that support it has medicinal benefits, uh, and it helps with anxiety. There's lots of things I think are 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 pros. And and honestly, if if mar- if uh, tobacco and alcohol are legal. I think marijuana should be legal. Now, it doesn't mean I want to use it, but my point is I think that it's safe for adults in any event. So I put, put these goggles on. It's supposed to simulate uh, smoking marijuana, I guess, or whatever. And then you have a maze uh, that you're supposed to do, this little map. And when you put the goggles on, it basically filters out. I think it's like red. Right. So when I look down, then all of a sudden I can't see the red lines, and you so, can't right. do it, right? Well, I didn't know, and I don't have a point of reference to know how accurate it is. But, man, if you like, you guys look at that TikTok, these I say kids, these people on the yeah. TikTok yeah. are just annihilating the goggles. Just like, it ain't nothing like that. That's so stupid. That's false information. That's <laughs> da da da. But the, I think they missed the point, though. The point, whether it's right or wrong, right. the point is, I don't think kids should be using marijuana. You know, yeah. it's like, I think, I think we would all probably agree on that. Right. There's just not enough information on it. And so the point was, if we can discourage them, not with a lie or deceit, but, and I ain't got no point of reference. I don't know if it was right or not, you know. Right. Uh, but man, they were there was zero positive comments on it. It was dogging. Well, look, you know, here's the thing too. So we do have studies that show that you know long term marijuana use can cause people to lose up to eight IQ points. Well, let's just be I real. Think those some people, people might lose them anyway. Some people can't afford those eight points. <laughs> you, you know, know I, agree. I mean, because so then they get like they, they, they're going to be negative. Yeah, right? you <laughs> need every you need every point you can get. But <laughs> and uh, and so you know, I'm like you you know, and like I said, I just I'm kind of like. Like what Josh said about the vaping and stuff, you know, is like, is there really enough science behind it? And that's yeah. that's where I'm at because well, I'm not because I'm not for it, but there for there is reasons, there is science. Know? So there's yeah. it, man, it's just like it's it's studies. Like studies read. are like statistics. That's right. You know, you can find something that supports your position. <laughs> that's right. But uh, what started me down this path years ago was was when I was fighting and I was doing yeah. a lot of jujitsu, and there was a study that came out where these. Um, uh, 
uh, what do you call them? Uh, lung doctors. Uh, pulmonologists. Okay. These pulmonologists set out to basically prove how terrible weed was for you. We're smoking weed, right? Well, what they end, and they studied like uh, was like bike bike people. I want to say there's a jiu-jitsu Cyclist? guy in there. I think I read it in a jiu-jitsu magazine. But anyway, it had to do with your cardiovascular performance. Yeah. So my initial assumption of any smoking stuff is going to be bad for you, right? Right. Well, the pulmonologist found that in this study, at least, that it caused the like alveoli to expand, and it was almost performance enhancing. So that the reason like a lot of sports outlawed is not because of it, you know oh it's terrible it's because it's enha- it enhances their ability uh, now that was one specific study right, right. but it, it it started me down a road of you know and it, it could be my own bias of looking towards the positive stuff but I, I know there's studies that show it helps with people that have seizures it helps with people that have different um, you know dementia type disorders right, right. and stuff cognitive stuff i'm not saying it's for everybody like i i don't smoke alcohol smoke alcohol i guess you could do that couldn't you probably i don't smoke tobacco (laughs) products and i've never done weed but i drink pretty regular you know i drink alcohol which is bad but that's i guess my drug of choice right that and my caffeine um anyway so i don't know the answer to it i think it's i think but i think people like you and i need to have this discussion right so that we can you know get to a closer um feel on it yeah because i do think at some point in time like I mean, you can see all these other states around Tennessee like legalizing it. So at some point in time, I think it, I think it's going to get there. I just don't think yet, as it stands right now. Like personally, me, like I'm 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 not for it. But again, I have different reasons like behind sure, it and stuff. Sure. And but I do hate you know because like so I'm also a veteran you know and I I see all of course everybody wants to reference like how it helps kids and how it helps veterans and if you do those two things everybody signs off on board with it. But uh but I I don't know I'm just like I haven't seen enough studies and stuff and mm-hmm. and, and dug too far into it yet so well the reality is we ought to outlaw alcohol and tobacco but you know i think weed's probably lesser of the evils but you know hey, i've had doctors um i've had doctors come out before and you know talk about especially with like women who are pregnant you mm-hmm. know they don't want them to drink alcohol uh, they don't want them to smoke um but i have heard doctors say i would rather you smoke weed while I'm pregnant than you would cigarettes while I'm pregnant because yeah. nicotine is is just a different and i've, I've seen Babies, you know, have to go through withdrawal symptoms, you know, for that. Yeah. And I'm not condoning that. Any, well, again, but I, but again, I, I think most it. of us would agree that if yeah. you're pregnant, you shouldn't. Don't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Take like, the prenatals, go to your regular checkup, yeah, do all the, that's probably, what you need probably to Probably shouldn't eat the McDonald's french fries. That's right. A lot of stuff. No chicken nuggets. Yeah, because it goes right, you know, goes right down right. there to the kid. Yeah. All, all natural. So. I'm reading a book right now called Metabolical that's got me and Madeline arguing a whole lot. And uh, the premise she kind of agrees with, the, the premise of the book is to uh, feed the gut, protect the liver. And that's the key. That's the two keys to like health, longevity. Yeah. Uh, feed the gut, protect the liver. And the, the, But the, the basic thing that he says has caused our liver to deteriorate and get a fatty liver and all these things and the, the gut biome to not be healthy is uh, processed food. Number one culprit is processed food. And so, but he goes through a whole lot of like history of how processed food, uh, the big processed food companies and big pharma together helped control like legislation and even stuff like the nutritional facts on the back of the Man. thing. Like it get he goes down this big long rabbit hole, uh, which make it kind of makes sense. And big farmers got some they got yeah. some pool, brother. Oh yeah, they so do. I've, That's I've a multi billion that. dollar company. Yeah. Uh anyway, it's interesting, but yeah, it circles back to the whole premise, whether you're pregnant or not, is don't eat processed stuff. Right. right. We weren't made to eat processed stuff. Right. You know, and a lot of the and this is true, a lot of the current health problems we have didn't exist hundred years ago. That's right. You know, before 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 all the big food processing, you didn't have all these issues. 
course, back then people knew. Uh, well, I was fixing to say something controversial. I was going to say they knew <laughs> they knew which bathroom to use. <laughs> That's evolved too, I guess. Yeah, man. Speaking I'm, of that, oh, what gosh, do you think about what do you think about this uh, Tennessee? Uh, uh, Congress stuff that's going on. You don't have to comment if you don't want to, but what, what do you think? Which one? I mean, there's well, so the, much stuff the ousted. Now, how about we just talk about that? They ousted the. Uh, they, they had the, the the three reps. Yeah, they yeah. had the protest, and I don't. I didn't even pay attention enough to know. Uh, I my understanding was the they felt like those three Democratic representatives either helped spawn it on or it got pretty involved, and they shouldn't have helped with it somehow. And then that's why they ousted them. Was that what it was? I don't. Uh, I haven't really. I know there was a protest that had spoken up. Now I'll, I'll be truthful. Like I hadn't followed it too much, and then I know they got ousted. Which uh, I'm gonna well, be. We probably both should just shut up because I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I, I know. You know, I'll say this. I uh-huh. don't. I don't agree that elected. You know, people elect someone to represent them, uh-huh. and I don't agree that those people now just have no voice. And yeah. Don't have a vote. Like I don't agree with that. Yeah. Well, I don't understand procedurally how that works. Like I know they all have their own rules of decorum and stuff. But I don't know. It that just doesn't. It, I agree. It doesn't yeah. seem right to me. Yeah. But there may be some rules that we just don't know about. I don't understand yeah. how they can do. I didn't know you could do that. I thought you, they get elected, and just because you don't like them, you're stuck with them. You know, well, like I mean, until they, the the constituents decide yeah. to change who who. It and is. they can pass certain rules and, and things as long as it's in accordance with the law. Mm-hmm. I I'll be honest. Like I hadn't followed up with. Yeah, I need to, to look at it. People have asked me, and okay. we've been so busy these last couple of weeks with with our dad and the tornado and all this yeah. stuff, and then trying to catch up now with work. Um, I haven't, I haven't really looked at it. I did talk to a person that is uh, that voted on it, a, a representative, and that person sort of gave me their position on it. Um, and sh- this person sort of has a personal, some personal reasons with, one why, with that yeah. one specific one, yeah. yeah, over an incident that happened that I don't even know the public knows about. But we oh, didn't even the, yeah, we didn't even really go into the procedural issues because yeah. I, I don't know how they do that. But it's made national news. It's a big deal. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, there's a lot of people are looking at it. So. I think that I think a wiser move would have been instead of ousting them to sort of deplatform them. You know what I mean? Like if they were trying to quiet, I just don't understand the strategy because now they are nationally recognized. Yeah, you know those three. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I think people can do smarter. Yeah, well, I've know, listened. So. I've been list. I've listened some at least online to uh, well one of them in particular of that got ousted, and he's actually pretty articulate. Like I mean, he makes the the rep from uh, Memphis. Uh, well, I'm not going to even say which one it is. I thought he was from Nashville, but the the one that I watched was very articulate. Um, he made really good points. There's even a part where he was arguing in some committee, and they were trying to kind of get him mad, and he did really good. He took the the, the peaceful path, and yeah. explained what uh, what he thought by peaceful peaceful protest and whatnot. Anyway, I, I was kind of impressed by how he handled it. So. Yeah. I don't know. There's always three sides of the story. I don't know exactly what happened. I just don't know that it's a good look for us. So definitely ousting yeah. uh, elected officials. Are they kind? Of, are they? Are, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just asking. Are they kind of saying like they, like they insinuated a riot? Uh, maybe. I don't know. You know, jo- you know like, we probably should research it. I'm real bad about just talking out my rear end on this stuff, and then I haven't. Yeah. I don't have the facts. I, I I should speak from a point of of knowledge and not not jump to conclusions. Remember, Josh, we used to have. Uh, what do we call that Kicking segment? Headlines. Kicking headlines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where we would pull a headline up and just react to it with no information, which was the opposite of what we were telling the viewer to do. That's we were right, like, make yeah. sure you read yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So I our, don't know. our mama just commented and said they voted one back in today. 
Oh, did they? No. Well, it was also a little suspect that they, they voted out only the two black guys. Yeah. But I will. I, wanna, I mean, maybe it's right, but it does yeah. look a little uh, suspect. But shout out to Mama Mason, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad she's on there. And also yeah. Michelle Allen. Yeah. Michelle's recovering from some issues and uh, doing good, apparently. And she said, don't mess with her French fries. So we won't. <laughs> That's <Michelle."> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, a little, she's a little Spitfire. She is, but she's yeah. my friend, and yeah. uh, and uh, my wife says we have to love her. So oh, I love her. Yeah, she's yeah, she's yeah. a great. She's so. she's always like I didn't know this issue she just dealt with, which is pretty serious, right? Yeah. And it's good. She's all good, but yeah. I didn't know she literally comes bouncing in here today, like normal. Yeah, and I, I, I had no idea that she'd had anything like that. You know, like yeah. some people are just like that. They're just positive yeah. and optimistic, and they they uh, she's one of these. This is a good example. I've talked about this with a few people, and I think you're like this. There are some people that are like energy batteries, um, and they give out energy. And then there's some people that are energy vampires. You know, the people that when you get around, you're like, oh, I feel exhausted yeah. from being suck around. The they they su- literally suck your life force. Yeah. And man, I really like being around those folks that uh, are are so upbeat, yeah, positive, yeah. and stuff like that. She's she's like that, and she's also your go-to in the area if you're buying, renting, leasing real estate. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> Michelle That's Allen. Right. No, she's a good. Bit, she, I'll yeah. say that, like Michelle, she's got a heart of gold, man. So, um, I, it's been a privilege to to get to know her over the past few yeah. years. But yeah, she got a heart of gold, man. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud and of then uh, I'm proud of my mother. I'm glad she's watching. So Josh and I haven't really commented on this because it was so close to home there. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, my father passed away. Yes, sir. And uh, we d- we had to deal with that. And it was very it was very difficult. I personally do real well usually compartmentalizing uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Like if, you know, like it's almost like when people pass, even an aunt or uncle or someone that's not immediate, you know, not that close. Like that's the closest I've ever, the closest before that was my grandmother and yeah. grandfather. And that was a big deal, but I was younger and they were older and it was kind of, ex- it was just sort of an expected thing. I don't know. It was bad, but not near as bad as this. Cause this yeah. was literally right there. And there were times in, then I literally in my head could feel the drawer opening with this information and I was going to have to deal with it, you know? Um, but I, it gave me a new perspective because I had never, like, I have a couple of friends whose father had passed in the last few years. Right. And I said, Hey, I'm sorry and whatever, but I have a completely different view perspective, yeah. Yeah, of yeah. that now that I know what they're dealing with when you lose a parent. And so then it's a, as a matter of fact, I'm changing our policies here. We didn't really have a leave policy on a grieve, like a grievance policy yeah. know, time to take, uh, to take some time for yourself to deal with it. And, uh, so we're adjusting that. But what I was going to say is like, that was so bad. If you lost a spouse or if you lost a child, I just couldn't fathom how yeah, it man. would be. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. Like I pray to God, I never have to. And I tell people that too. Cause obviously, like I said, I have to talk to these families and stuff and, uh, you know, and the kids that I deal with. And I just, I just honestly, I'm like, man, I could, I couldn't fathom what it's like to lose a child. And, and I, I'll be honest with you. I pray I never have to. You know, and then, but to lose a spouse, man, I don't, I, I don't. Yeah, my mama, man. the mom and daddy were married forty eight years. Yeah, yeah, and so which I is, know, which is a rarity now. Because, yeah, no, you know, like, and, like, and, and and you know, and they had hardships. They went yeah, through hard. Yeah. They went through ups and downs. Dude, human. I'm gonna tell you, being married is literally the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, and I wish someone had told me that before I got. Not that it would have like, deter- and I would have been like, no, nah, I ain't gonna do it. But you know, I mean, combat. Um, yeah, no, I would agree with that because I've, I've been shot at too, and I think being married is harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, you know, and I'm just like, man, you know, and and uh, 
And man, I wish someone would have told me that. But I mean, it does have its ups and downs. <laughs> it's like I wish somebody. No, the thing is, somebody did tell you. Yeah. And, no, no, we don't listen. Yeah. And then so. you got people like me that have done it twice. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm on one. What, what's that? I would say they've been we're 44. Is that what you 48. said? 48. 48 years. Yeah. Wow. Almost. See, 49. me and my wife have been together for 13, and that's that's rare for even us to make it that long too. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I think, think the new look up, Josh. What is the new standard on uh, how long people are married it's before pro- they divorce? It's probably like a year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm betting. Five Five. Yeah, I bet it's like five years and then divorce. Every... Yeah. So, but uh, I, I so we joke about it, but I know your wife, and she's a a lovely, lovely lady, and my, my wife's great. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, you know her. I mean, I, I we my, just like everybody though, man, we're human. Yeah. She and I have ups and downs. There's right. times we don't agree on things, but and we both married up. I think oh, oh yeah, oh, I, I agree. It I says, agree. Uh, the average length of marriage in the U.S. is nineteen point nine. Okay, years. well, I'm on my way. The typical yeah. marriage. What is it like in a, these last? What's the divorce rate? To oh, it's like it's above fifty, 50 now. Right? I think is it really? You know what's sad though? That's, Amongst Christians, it's higher. Really, I think it's what it was a couple years ago. The Christian divorce rate was higher than the secular divorce rate. That well, I guess that's good though, because what it, on the last census, I think like fifty-eight percent of our county was like didn't declare any religious. I, I don't know. I would. I'm shocked it's not higher than that because yeah. I know that um, like when my kids were in school, it, when when I was in school, it was odd for somebody to be divorced. Like if the kids' parents were divorced. Yeah. But now it's the other way. It's odd when it's the it same two parents. Like, well, who are you staying with? I'm yeah, like, yeah, I didn't like, understand how like, that hey, worked. Hey, man, you want to spend the weekend at my house? I'm like, I don't, well, where are you staying? Which house are you going where's to? So, but no, man, and I, like I said, man, I, we've, we've, of course, our family's, you know, prayed for y'all, man, and, and I, of course, I was part of your dad's insomniac club because I had to get on there and stuff too. Yeah. So I already missed the big guy, but um, but man, you know, my hats off to your mom. I think she's handling this fantastic. Well, so far, um, it's easy for us to say, but, you know, Josh especially has to deal with it probably more than I do. I've been thinking about her every night, and then yeah. the, I'm bad. I have been bad the last few years of being so focused on business and stuff that I neglected them. And uh, not just her, like my brothers too, like everybody. I was, But I've had that my whole life. That's been a problem I've had my whole life, being so ambitious to focus on the yeah. things that then you got to think, my dad's funeral made me think, well, what really is important? Yeah. You know, because you can't take anything with you. Mm-mm. and. My dad had, we talked about this, my dad didn't have anything. Like, literally, he had a motorcycle, uh, some clothes, they're all ratty clothes, right? We were looking, I like watches, so we were looking to see what each of us might take as a memory of him. He had the motorcycle, he had some real crappy watches, he had two that World Color had given him for being there so long. They weren't, like, good quality watches, it's just something he had. Um, what else, Josh? I mean, he had like six Bibles. Oh, Bibles. He collected yeah, he Bibles. Collected yeah. Bibles. Yeah. So again, again, as a point of perspective, I have probably 50 watches, right? Yeah. I'm not even sure where my Bible is. It's bad to say, but I'm being honest, right? Yeah, you need to go find that. Man. My dad, I know where they are, I'm joking. <laughs> but my, my point is my dad yeah. prioritized certain things. And I think his legacy is, uh, I mean, it was clear even well, at the mi- funeral. I think, I think you're missing a big one that he prioritized, man, which is your mom. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, oh, yeah. you can see. So I got his yeah. journal, and you can see that even in there. Yeah. Like she was the love of his life. Yeah. Never loved anybody else. He definitely prioritized her. Yeah. His relationship with God, us boys, uh, our brother Justin, and uh, my mom. You got, you got another brother? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm what, just kidding. Don't no, start that. Yeah, yeah. Justin's a good dude. Yeah. Oh man, but no, yeah. I just you know my hats. I think your your mom's. She's doing fantastic. Yeah, I, you know, I know, and this is not just for her, but anybody. I am sure, 
you know, it's easy for us to say right now because it's all still fresh and we're thinking about it. But she's the one that a year from now, two years from now, she sits there and he's not there. Yeah. You know, I can only imagine how that must be. And there's nothing any, you know, we distract her. We're trying to get her to go to stuff with the grandkids. We're trying to get her here. We're trying to do, we're trying to keep her busy because we love her for one. And we actually enjoy spending time with her. I think she feels like she's a burden. It's the opposite. We love having her. The, the, but also I can only imagine in those wee hours when no one's around and she's sitting there, that has to be one of the most difficult things to sustain. I don't know that I could do it. And I like to think that I'm relatively emotionally strong. That would be difficult. I think that's hard. I like, I like my grandfather passed. Um, it's just, just been over a year uh, last week and I call my grandmother and that's the hardest thing that she's got to go through. Um, my uncle, well, he's not my. It's Who my passed wife. last week? My my grand is a year ago last week. Oh, I'm sorry. My grandfather when he passed, you know, and then um, this past right after this past Thanksgiving, uh, I call him my uncle, but it's really it's my wife's uncle, um, but Larry Whaley, you know, and um, Uncle Larry passed away, and that's been that's been a hard thing for for you know his wife and stuff too, and, and they would do the same thing like you just call check on them. See how yeah, well, there's also them. grieving groups that get together, yeah. and I think I recommend people do that. So I used to be the, oh, I'm an alpha guy, I don't need to go to therapy type thing, and then I yeah. went to it. Then yeah. I had something bad happen and I had to go, and it ended up being a great thing. You know, yeah. it helped me work through things I didn't even know existed. So now I'm very pro. Even if you don't think anything's wrong, you should probably go to therapy. No, so I did the same Counseling thing. Counseling and stuff. You know, because, like, dealing with kids, I don't have these kids do something that I'm not willing to do. I've, yeah. just, I've never been that person. So, like, I've worn an ankle monitor for a week, you know. I just Oh, really? Like, How was yeah. that? It was it was it was weird, man. Because you know you're just like, but I got real good at kicking a soccer ball with that leg. So, um, and then like I, you know, I was kind of like you, like you know, I'm watching. But I was like, I'm not gonna have a kid do counseling if yeah. I'm not willing. So like I went, and man, I was kind of blown away on some of the stuff, you know. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I recommend it that people talk to it and stuff. But no, we've done community service, cleaning up, you know, getting in the ditches, hopping up, picking up trash, all that stuff. Like it's just. It's just part of it, man. Yeah. So, well, loss is hard, but you know there is life after it. That's right. It's just different life. Yeah. It's funny how in life, uh, I'm sure you you may have experienced this last year with your grandmother. I, I don't know y'all's relationship on it. And you can elaborate. But what I've fa- what I view, I'm 44, and at this point in my life, Josh would probably agree with this. I feel like there's like stages that occur because of a loss. Yeah. So like when there's we lost everything before yeah. Betty, and now there's everything. Correct. After. So we lost yeah. Grandma. And everything after Grandma was different. After she passed, she was the glue for that section of life, right? right? Uh, The holidays and everything centered around that's the glue. Right. And then Daddy, I mean, honestly, even Easter, it was so sad because we didn't even get together. We didn't do anything. You know, Easter, he was sort of, that was the one last string to hold us together for those things. And we need to do better at at not letting that uh, deteriorate. But it's just interesting in life how somebody can be that in influential you know what i mean yeah. in everything you do it just changes and do y'all have a, do y'all have a hard time because a lot of people i've talked to said like the hardest part is the first few days um you know where all these people come together and then it's like all of a sudden they're just gone it's the yeah you know for me that, it's after all the people are gone so at first because the first few days when you have it's like all this distraction and then there's the silence that follows and the silence that follows that's when i think it's the most difficult and then i think one thing that a lot of people don't realize like when my dad, the one way it's different than when we lost grandma was that when we lost grandma immediately, you know, of course it's very sad and it's devastating and all this, but over time, even after, you know, a week or two, you start to slowly recover and kind of get back to some sense of normalcy. 
And the difference with my dad is like it still feels just as horrible right now as it did after. Like there, there doesn't yeah. seem to be any level of recovery from it, you know, mentally. I feel like uh, in the way that there was with other losses and things. Like I just feel like this is just the way it's going to be now. Like it's just going to be. Yeah. Know. So like I said, I, I think I'm better at uh, compartmentalizing things, and so my experience is a little different. Uh, it was all bad, but I also felt like as the older brother that I had to hold things together, sort of, you know? Yes. And so I didn't deal with it really initially or even during it. The funeral, I broke down a little bit. But now what happens is it hits me in weird moments. Like, I'll give you an example. Madeline and I were leaving y'all's house, Josh, uh, the other day. And as we were backing out, I looked over at the pine trees, the row of pine trees uh, by the the side of the property line and had to stop and almost teared up. Because I was thinking back, me and Daddy planted every one of those pine trees. Yeah. And they're there, and uh, they're full-grown, you know, giants. This is 30-something years ago we planted them. And so I look, and I see them, and instantly think of them. Last night, I logged into, uh, what was it, Amazon, I think. It was either Amazon or Netflix. And my dad, we, we paid for the, the, the profile, right? So my dad has the passwords, as usual. Yeah, They're going to yeah. sue me now. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he had created his own avatar. That's so right. when I go in there, it said Big Jerry. Yeah. And it's and he's not here anymore. Yeah. You know, to open it. It's just funny, these little things that uh, are always going to... And, of course, they'll always be in my memory. I even I even thought when I saw that, I was like, well, I guess I should delete that. And then I thought, oh, why would I, why would I not want to remember it? You know? Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's it's hard. It's definitely hard. My heart goes out to anybody that's dealing with anything like that. It's it's very difficult. But there the, the the I think the moral of the story is there's life after loss. There's people that still love you. You're still valued by lots of people. And you know, you, you want to reach out to me or Josh, you know, we're usually pretty uh, uh sarcastic, but in this kind of thing, I think we would be able to to talk with folks. Yeah, yeah. No, I think and that's what I, I kind of look at things is is legacy. What am I? What am I? What do I leave behind? Yeah, you know, like my grandfather passed. Um, you know, a few years ago, uh, my biological, you know, uh, dad passed. Um, you know, I mean, that didn't really affect me too much. But just kind of like, what legacy did you leave behind? And what? And so simple things like that, like you mm-hmm. know, and that's something a story you get to tell your kids. Your kids know that. Yeah. Um, but man, you know, your parents, they got, they definitely got a good legacy with their kids, so and their grandkids, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tried to tell my dad. Uh, any success that me, Justin, or Josh have is because of them. Yeah. Same thing with mom, my mom. You yeah. know, and I know she's struggling with it now, but uh, you know, she is why we have any kind of success at all. It's because yeah. of how they raised us and what they taught us. Um, and she's still very valued and needs to know that. And she's got kids and grandkids that love her. Yeah. And I think she's she's got more support than what you know. And I think that's in the case for most people. We all have a little bit more support than what we what we realize. And all we got to do is just say, hey. You know, I'm, I'm really struggling right now and just reach yeah. out and we got it. So on a slight different thing, because you said something a minute ago, maybe think about yeah. it. Were, were you airborne at all? Did you ever jump out of the planes at all? I did. Yeah. You did. How was that? Uh, I'm scared of heights. Like I have a fear of heights. Yeah, so, I, so. I've never done sky jumping. Uh, or, or Yeah, I've never. Well, I did. It, it's I, not sky jumping? What's it called? Uh, sky, sky diving. diving. <laughs> 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 I've so never mine, been sky diving. Mine's a little bit different than that. So uh-huh. with airborne, you know, typically they, you're on a static line, which yeah. means you just you hook up. When you jump out the door, it automatically pulls your chute for you. You're looking about 1,200 feet in the ground, and less than you know about less than 30 seconds, or so I can be on the ground. So, so that's they do with low altitude on it. Very low altitude. So it's essentially um, when I went to the school, they told us it was uh, 
when you get on the ground, it's essentially like you're getting hit by a car doing about 30, 40 miles an hour. That's bad and for you your back feel, and knees. I know there's a lot of people that have had and, injuries from that. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've got a bad back, knees, hips, ankle, shoulder, neck, all that good stuff. So, But um, but I did that. I did air assault school. I uh, went through that, um, like I said. But, I mean, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I, I did that class kind of as a way I was like, you know, I'm trying to be a macho dude. I want to do all the cool guy stuff in the army. I want to. I want to do all that. And uh, here's an opportunity for me to conquer my fear, and so I'm going to go to jump school. And uh, a lot of people don't know that the night before our very first jump, me and a group of buddies went out to this local Chinese restaurant, which again I do not recommend. Ended up getting food poisoning. <laughs> so my first two jumps, like I have food poisoning. So it's like me and my four buddies, and we're just hunting dinosaurs like the whole time, you know, because we're all just struggling, man. But we ended up, you know, went through uh, jump school uh, several years, many, many moons ago, and passed through it. But yeah, it was a funny time. It was an experience, and I, it is honestly one of the uh, one of the biggest things that I miss to this day about being in the service is is jumping. Huh. Yeah, so I, I, th- I thought that you had done that. I saw some TikTok the other day, too, that made me think about it. And then when you said that uh, earlier, you made some comment. It made me think about it. Um, uh, what was I going to say, though? I was going to say something. Oh, that's what it was. So you said you're talking about the food poisoning. So I had told uh, this yet. Yeah, you'll find this interesting. So my cholesterol was bad, right, a few months ago. And I decided I was going to try to naturally fix it. So Madeline has me taking this fiber supplement, right, Metamucil. Yeah. It's sugar-free Metamucil, right? So I didn't read the thing. So what I've been doing for three months is taking this, uh, the big spoon you get, I forget what kind of spoon it is, but the bit, whatever the big spoon, above a tablespoon, and, and I'll get a big heaping scoop of this stuff, pour it in, and drink it every night, right? You're not, you're not leveling the top off or anything? No, no, <laughs> it's a heaping scoop, because <laughs> I was like, more's got to be better, right? So then, uh, but I have, let me tell you something, this is getting personal now, I know Michelle Allen's watching, and I apologize, about 11 a.m., if I'm in court or wherever I am, it don't matter where I am. I have to take care of a certain activity. And right. it's like that. I yeah. get to sweating. And so finally I was like, man, this is probably not good for me. So I finally the other night looked at the Metamucil. It said two uh, teaspoons is what you're supposed to take. You've That's a serving. I've been taking like eight times the oh, serving no. every day. Madeline, I told her she got so tickled she started snotting. Yeah. But I was thinking that I was when you were talking about that, I was yeah. like, what if I had done that and was doing some jump stuff? It would yeah. not have been a good day. Uh, we had people uh, you had people in jump school who were uh-huh. like using the bathroom on themselves and things like that. Because once you we'll strap say, in you're in. You know, you're look in. Up, look and up like, in the sky, see somebody jumping down, they got like yeah. a brown streak in the sky behind them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's scary there, anyway. There's people, you know, I mean like I said you know, like I said, they're hunting dinosaurs as they're going down and things like that, and and that does not float like it falls to. Uh, so uh, just different things, but yeah, no, we had people who were uh, using the bathroom on themselves. That was actually pretty common because once you strap up, you know, and you get in that static line, like that's it, you're not moving until they say stand up, grab your gear, and and when they'll you know shuffle to the door. And that's what you're doing. So yeah. So I, the the one that I watch is a TikTok of, of this is happening, right? And they're on the line, and you got the I guess the jump master telling them the commands right, and yeah. get up and try, and all this. But they're wearing like they got their backpack, but then they got between their legs. It looks like is their I guess pack. It's your, it's your rucksack. That's your rucksack. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I guess do you is there a technique to kind of use that to kind of break the fall, or do you just fall and roll? Because you can't really land with that thing under your back legs. Back when I went, again, it's over a decade ago, so yeah. I don't know. Equipment's changed, you know, and things. But you, so you had your your ruck in front of you, and then once you jump out of the door, you release your ruck, and so it falls, you know, about 15, 20 feet below you, and you still have the line. 
The best thing to do, though, is if you take one of your legs and wrap it around that cord, you can feel which way the wind is, is blowing on your rucksack, so you kind of know which way to like hit your risers to kind of control your fault, steady it, or make it you know faster and stuff like that. So hmm. there is a technique behind it uh, if you know how to utilize it right. Yeah, that's cool. How many jumps did you get? Several. I think I ended up with um, – because I used to do some with like some friends of mine at like different duty stations and stuff like that too, so – it was like over, over twenty. I think okay. by the time I was done. Yeah. So. How many is required to be airborne? Just five for the school. Oh, okay. And then they want you to jump. Uh, if I can remember right, back I think it was like you had to do like one jump, either per month or per quarter. I don't know what it to is. Maintain yeah, yeah. To maintain it. Yeah. Maintain the jump status. Sweet. So. Did y'all ever in any of the jumps that you did was anyone else injured? Was there any? Oh yeah, man. Oh really? I saw like legs snap. Um, <laughs> I came. I came about two feet from because the jump master uh, or airborne sergeant that was out there. Uh, drove his pickup truck like uh, out on the jump zone, and I came like two feet from like smashing into the side of his pickup truck, which he said happens quite often. But there's, you see it, and you see um, equipment drops or it just fails, and you just you're just watching like a tank just fall and just hit on the ground, and <clears throat> you know, piece of, and somebody somebody's getting a yeah a little bit of a chewing for that one. Yeah, so, not but, good. Yeah, no, no, not when you watch a million dollars worth of equipment just go so. Yeah, but it was fun. Like I said, it's the it's one of the biggest things that I miss. I guess you got over the fear of heights. No, no, I'm actually still pissed right now. It didn't work, Um, and it just it kind of just triggered in my mind. You know, at some point in time, like I remember um, going through boot camp. I was 17 when I went through boot camp. I was the youngest guy in the company, and so we're up rappelling down like this 120 foot wall, and I'm like, drill sergeant, you know, this is. And he's like, look, son, you just got to trust your equipment. He said, once you realize, like, we got this safety stuff all around you you got to learn how to do dangerous stuff safely. And I, that just kind of always stuck with because I was like, that don't make any sense, right? You yeah, know? so like we did in SWAT school, we well, when I was on SWAT team, we did additional certifications, and we did some repelling. Yeah. And they made us repel, uh, what was it called? It's Aussie up, upside style. down. Um, Aussie style. Is that yeah. Australian style? Yeah. Is that what it is? I don't remember what they called it, but we had to go face, go face first. first. Yeah, yeah. And I don't care what equipment you got, man. It's, it's just not a normal, it. yeah, it's <laughs> not a normal thing to dive to the ground head first. But it's so funny because you're doing, you go, you know, we were all seeing who, you know, then it becomes who's going to go the fastest. Who's going to go the fastest. Yeah. So these are the stupid games we played. Yeah. Who's going to go the fastest? Who can get the closest to the ground? Yeah, yeah. Who stopping? can get the closest to the ground? Uh, which is not, which is not <laughs> smart at all. For, and your belay guy's freaking out. Yeah. You're done so your belay guy's the one on the end. So if you fall, they tighten the rope, mm-hmm. the right, you know, the rope uh, protects you, stops you. Um, yeah, just like so who can jump out the furthest, you mm-hmm. know, jump off the roof and then kind of come back in. Yeah, it was just like dumb stuff that we did. Yeah. I mean, but, hi, but even then, I hindsight, like, that was fun, though. Yeah, what I was thinking, think like, it. why in the world did I do that stuff? But again, it kind of went back to that statement where it was, I got to trust my equipment and, you know, and I got to learn how to do dangerous stuff safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a concept even like parenting now, like I'm even teaching my wife. I was like, we have to teach our child how to do dangerous stuff safely. You know. Well, one of the most dangerous things we all do every day is drive a car. That's right. And Very that's what I'm dangerous. Like, how do you? How do you? You got this two thousand pound missile that you're driving around and just cruising. Yeah, cruising with so. other people with missiles driving around, and you're trusting that they're not, uh, you know, high and drunk and stuff all the time yeah. running into you. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. I look both mm-hmm. ways on a one way street. Yeah. <laughs> even even when the light turns green in Memphis, I still wait. A oh few yeah, seconds you because to. I'm like, yeah. nah. I still. And I did that this weekend, and literally like. Um, I watched it go shoom, right through, and I was like, "That's why I don't, I don't go on green in Memphis." So, <laughs> so but yeah. Look, I was on a motorcycle one night. Uh, this is I was a cop at the time, 
because I went down with a couple other cops that are still cops to Beale Street. when It was like, I think Wednesday nights was bike night, something like that, yeah. Wednesday or Thursday nights. Anyway, and I was on my V-Rod. Well, it started to rain a little bit, so we decided to leave. It's dark, of course, and take off. Well, I and this is on the streets of Memphis where every other intersection is a light, right? Right. So I take off in my V-Rod, and I'm trying to showboat a little bit and go fast up by these, these guys I'm with. Well, as I do, the light changes. Or, or I'm sorry, the light was red, and I wasn't paying attention. So I'm I'm going really quick. It's a good click, right? And the, it's raining a little bit. Right. And uh, the guys are, I'm passing the guys, and then I look, and I go, oh, it's a red light. But I couldn't stop. I went to brake, and when I did, the, the bike started to slide. Yeah. So I let off to go through the intersection, and right as I went to hit the intersection, it turned green. But it looked like I timed it all like that, like I was this great driver. And it was, it was not, a mistake. <laughs> no fiber or not, I had to go clean my drawers after yeah. that because yeah. uh, I thought I was going to get hit. Yeah, a very limited protection on a motorcycle. So very, very much so. Yeah. yeah. So I used to ride uh, whenever I got back from Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a motorcycle and I used to ride a lot and stuff too. So. Did you ever wreck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I learned real quick. There's two types of yes. You know, I was going to say same thing. Those who uh, <laughs> those who have crashed and those and who are going are to going crash. to crash. I've <laughs> so, had a wreck also. Yeah, I had. You know, my biggest one was people just pulling out in front of me. Yeah. Like I remember, I had like my favorite pants on, and I, I'd come around this bypass in Martin. I was going on my way to class, and uh, this little lady pulled. She just didn't even see me, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just put some brand new pipes on. I had a Suzuki uh, Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And I, my whole thought the whole time was like, I do not want to mess these pipes up. And so I put my leg down on the side of the pipe because this is stupid, you know. And I just freaking tore my jeans and my leg up, you know. So anyway, got to the point. Um, but my pipes were good. So they were still I, – nice. I did save them, but I, I did damage a leg and nice. all that from it. Mine so, was uh, – they had just put gravel on the side of the road. And as I come around the curve, uh, the shoulder, the gravel was on the road. And so as I leaned, it was probably a little too much speed, but I think I'd have been fine if it wasn't for the gravel. Yeah. And that back tire hit that gravel and said, Phew, shot Spins out right from out. under yeah. me. And then I went off this hill. Anyway, I ended up hitting a tree, and uh, I got uh, ambulance to the med. My favorite the med part of that night. story I remember you telling right after that happened was that you were flying through the air, mm-hmm. and you saw a tree approaching you as you're flying through yeah. the air. And your first thought was, well, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, so, so you, you probably yeah. show for people that have either done combat – or like, uh, I would think that probably fighter pilots, uh, race car drivers, martial artists, and I'm sure there's other sports too, but where you've done something where it's almost like real life bullet time. It's oh, where, yeah. it's it's where yeah, your yeah, perception yeah. of time slows down, right? Yeah. So like people don't understand that when I'm sparring, or at least when I was in, in better shape, younger in sparring, everybody else almost moved in slow motion to me. It all slowed down. You can yeah. read what they're so doing. That's, yeah. that's legit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. when this motorcycle wreck happened, that's what happened. I'm flying through the air at 60 miles an hour and I see a tree. And I remember thinking, that's not a good thing. That's so right. I leaned because I didn't want to hit my head. I had a helmet, but I didn't want to hit my head. And right. as I leaned, I hit my leg. And so what happened, I hit the leg and then I spun landed in this ditch. I was very conscious and aware that this was not a tactically good position because I was right. down in this ditch. Yeah. And I was in a bad area anyway for cell service at the time. So I crawled out and before I went to shock because I thought that was coming. I crawled. I thought I broke my femur and right. so did everybody else. I crawl out of the, the ditch and I lay on the road. My phone had been dead, right? But apparently those old phones, it was like an old Nokia. If you have them close to your body heat, it can charge it a little bit or else it was God. I don't know. But I pulled my phone out and it had just enough charge. I called dispatch. And I was like, it's. I think I was 427 at the time. I was like, I've had a wreck. I'm in. I'm, I'm in on the side of a road. Yeah, I was POV, in a ditch. Yeah. This is the road I'm on. Uh, come get me. And then Chris Smith was the first. He was a patrol deputy at the time. 
to come up, and he almost ran me over because I was laying in the road, and he was coming so fast around the corner. <laughs> anyway, then they took me to the med, did all these tests, and it was such a different experience, too, because the med men, they don't care. Region Regional One, right? It was the yeah. med at the time. No, this so this is the this is like the Memphis hot. Like, if oh yeah, you yeah. If you got gunshot, you that's where you, that's where you want to go. Yeah, but they don't care. Like when I got there, there was no bedside manner. I, I vivid look. This is another terrible story. I'll tell everybody. Right, that would normally be embarrassing, but I don't care. So I get there, and the two ambulance people that had transported me, I knew them. It was two women because I was a cop, and I right. saw them regularly. Well, I get in the car, and I'm in pain and stuff. And they give me some morphine, I think, for the pain. And uh, they were going to cut my pants off of me. And I'm like, no, nah, those are my good jeans. You know, I don't want to cut my good <laughs> exactly, jeans yeah. off. Yeah. So we, we get to the hospital, and I still got my clothes on. Well, man, when they wheel me in the med, and these two girls I know were still in there, zip, zip, naked, right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, it's cold in here. <laughs> I've been through a traumatic experience. It's not <laughs> like, time to judge yeah, me. Don't judge me. And then the doctor comes over. They put me on a brace because, you know, they don't know if I broke my back or right, what. Right, right. Tilt me over. Finger up in there checking, and I was like, "Whoa!" I said, "Ain't nothing wrong with that." I remember yeah. telling the doctor that I was like, "Ain't nothing wrong with that," and they didn't care, man. No. They was doing yeah. what they was gonna do. Well, I don't, I don't like it. It's, I wouldn't say like they don't, but I mean, well, I don't. That, I don't mean they don't care. I mean they didn't care about. You're talking about a place that probably deals with like 20, yeah, well, twenty gunshots. Man, and look, as soon as they found, so ended up they did two batteries of tests on me, yeah. and what it determined was the doctor said they couldn't believe it. That's why they did the second battery. Is my thigh muscle they thought was denser than it's supposed to be because of all the taekwondo. Yeah. And it had cushioned the femur. And they think that's why I didn't have anything wrong with my right. – I, I had a, bru- a contusion. It was a really bad bruise. That's deep, it? deep bruise, yeah. So they did two rounds of testing, and once they found out I was fine, they said, get out. They didn't even give me no. crutches or nothing. So I was like crawling out against the wall because they was making room for gunshots and stuff. That's right, you yeah. Know? It was like a field hospital, like yeah. battlefield hospital there. I mean, they knew what they were doing. My, so I don't mean to be uh, disrespectful to them saying they don't care. Yeah. I just mean they going to do what they going to do. Yeah. They ain't worried about your feelings. No, no. You know? they, trying to, they trying to move you on. Man. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. If you happen to be the uh, paramedics, you know, don't don't hold anything against me. That's right. I'm redeeming yeah. myself, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Anything else for the good of the uh, the order here, Stephen? No, nah, man. So uh, no, I don't. I don't really think so. I think uh, some good news. I did text Josh the other day, let him know. I don't know if he's seen the Super Mario movie yet. I still hadn't, man. It's on my did list. you see it? Yeah, it we, good? Went, we went Sunday, and uh, I give it. I told Josh I gave it a twenty out of ten. Really? Uh, yeah, it, it I really broke, enjoyed it. Broke all kind of records too. I think it's the highest grossing uh, opening weekend for an animated film of all time. Even beat mm-hmm. all the Disney stuff and everything. So, wow! Yeah. I didn't even really have it on my radar to go see. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty. Josh has done uh, Mason Studios. Did uh, some Super Mario fan films. Speaking of that, when is the new one you're doing uh, coming out, Josh? It was supposed to come out April fourth, and yeah. then all the stuff, stuff happened. happened yeah. And yeah. so it's delayed now. So I. Hopefully, I'll get it out here in the next couple of weeks. Well, we're excited for it. I mean, I know I'm, I, but of course, you know, take your time, man. Well, Josh so. got a little following on it. He's got uh, some of, well, Alex, they're in the Navy. He's in the Navy, right? right in San right. Diego. And his whole group said they were going to do a watch party to watch it when he put it out. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, I know, I know there was some controversy with it, though, too, between. Well, Josh thinks that some folks stole it, too, stole his well, idea. So and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, S- SNL, SNL, yeah. They I wasn't going to names, man. Oh, I'll, I'll call them out, man. <laughs> So SNL had their little sketch come out where they did a little Mario parody, and uh, I didn't think that much. I thought, oh, that looks kind of similar here and there. And then the, one of the actors in the movie sent me, like, side-by-side shots, comparisons, 
where he had took shots from our trailer and then shots from their trailer and put them next to each other. And I was like, they might have sold some. When I saw it, when I saw the trailer, the SNL trailer, I immediately was like, Josh is going to be so mad. Yeah, yeah. They, I was like, like, yeah. I mean, it was. It is that close in comparison. Where I'm yeah, like, it's mainly. Yeah. The, it's not so much the concept of the trailer as it is the cinematography. Some of the cinematography right. shots are like almost identical. To some of the stuff that I did, but hey, what can you do? It's SNL. I'm not going to fight them. It's not the end of the world, you know. It, and it they have they have more money than we. And have. they have way more money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's been around like 50 years yeah. or something. 40 so, years. They've been on. They've been on the air a long time. How did? How, but I didn't get to ask you. How did y'all do with the tornado? Because I know y'all. Oh, are, we we ended up being. We got lucky. We didn't. So we, the only thing we had in the path that might have gotten damaged was uh, the Jan owns the, the rental place out here, all the rental Storage stuff units. by Jan's place, yeah, Jan yeah, Hensley, yeah, yeah. the mayor. Yeah. We rent from one of those bays. So we looked like, man, there's trees all over. It was all yeah, destroyed. I noticed that. Yeah. So we went out there uh, the day or two after, and our bay, there's a tree over it. Like it's literally rounded over it, but, and it's destroyed all around it, but it looks like our bay is good. Now we still haven't been in there in it. Yeah. So I don't know, but I mean, that's it. We didn't have anything else. So, I mean, we had some limbs down. Well, we got lucky. It is, you know, I, oh yeah. I and think we're only like half mile from the path. So. Yeah. It's, and it's amazing. You look at, you know, a lot of people don't think the justice complex got touched, but there's, there is some damage there too that, that happened. But you know, that was one of the things that we were looking at was, what is this going to entail? Because, you know, we did have two schools that, that got hit. Um, big shout out to our school system. I mean, because they did release uh, school early that day. And I know a lot of people are always like, ah, oh, you know. I you, was just talking to somebody yeah, about man, that. Yeah, man, they're like, oh, you bunch of wusses. Well, back in my day, we didn't do yeah. that, you know. And then all of a sudden this hit, and, that, and everybody's like, man, I'm kind of glad they did that, you know. So yeah, I was, I was you at, never can uh, tell. I was at the bank talking to Benton Lindsay, and he said the exact same thing. And I said, I said what you just said. I said, yeah, you know, a lot of times they've let them out, and I've kind of fussed. I was like, ah, it's a raindrop. They're letting them out. But I remember being in kindergarten in that school, Crestview Elementary, yeah. and the, the wing that's down – I remember having to sit in that hallway with my head covered up in a tornado warning, right? As a kid, I was there. If I had been there or any of the kids had been there this time, that would have not been good. No, no, It would have been bad. So, To me, it it definitely um, shows that that technique, because they had me do that technique too when I was in school where you do the drill and you go in the hallway and then you tuck your head and all that. To me, it shows that that technique is... Don't forget your school book. you got to take your school book and put it over there. Yeah, it's very ineffective. Yeah, well, I don't... But see, I don't think that... It's kind of like in the 50s and 60s when they did the nuclear war. Oh, yeah, also also ineffective. Yeah, Yeah, not effective, but they were just trying to give people something to do to not panic. I think that's really what it was. It's like, hey, let's go do this. Put your head between your legs, kiss your tail goodbye, and you'll be fine. But, you know, and I just, I don't know, I kind of went out. So, I went out, um, you know, we've, of course, I think several people in the community, man, just hats off to everyone who's put, you know, effort to help out and do what they can. And, uh, you know, we went out. I went. I got called out uh, to work on Saturday night, and that was just a big question that we had, too, because at that point, like, I didn't know where the damage was. And I was like, how do I get to the – How do you like, even get there? Yeah. yeah, can I get to the justice complex to, like, go, you know, go help, help this out? And then uh, talking with the workers. And then we come back out uh, Sunday, went, picked uh, picked up Judge, and then took him because he wanted to kind of assess the damage. There was some damage in his office and stuff. Um, so I brought him out there and then – let him look at the area and stuff and then I, the officer's like hey man have you seen the school because crestview elementary i mean that that's that, that school is kind of close and dear to that that's the school that gave my gave my she earned it but you know gave my wife her first opportunity to teach mm-hmm. at of course we love miss ann adams who's the principal out there man she's 
been a rock for me and, and, a, and a solid friend for me for years, even before my wife taught. Um, but uh, they were just like, man, you need to go check out the school. So anyway, going. So I was able to drive up there and, and look at that and just being able to look at it and just like, man, just thank God the kids weren't here. Thank God no other people were here yeah. you know, that we were able to get out of the area and stuff. And uh, I think they're still assessing. Last time I talked to Dr. Combs, our superintendent, uh, they're still assessing kind of what that damage looks like, what they're going to have to do. So, yeah, I mean it's a bad deal. I, they, they, I agree. I think the board of education pivoted pretty quickly to figure out some alternative ways yeah. to still get the kids. And I've, I've heard some rumblings, of. man, where people are like, "Oh, they're trying because test scores and all that stuff." And man, I can tell you, I've personally talked to Dr. Combs, and he's like, "We're not worried about that. Like, we're solely worried about safety." Oh well, like, well we let me just say, if he is able to conjure up a tornado to avoid test scores, he is in the wrong line of work. Yeah, no you know, joke. Like, no there's, joke. There's some magic beans we can sell people. <laughs> everything, right. like right. I mean, no, I mean he's just reared, and he, you know, he's the whole time he's like, man, I'm not worried about that. Like our our goal is, I will say for our community, the two schools that were hit are two schools where um where like these kids, like this is that's really a safe haven for these kids. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where they're fed. Uh, there are teachers that clothe these kids. Yeah. They bathe these kids. They feed them. They love them. You know, they do all these things for these kids. And so for those two buildings are such a pillar in in, in this area, in this community, in their lives for these kids and their parents and, and all that stuff. I really just hate the devastation that they're kind of going through. I think they got a great plan coming, uh, coming forward on how they're handling it until they I think they're mm-hmm. getting some modular pods and stuff built up. And this is just going to take a little bit, but... Man, I can just tell you, you know, like, they just want to make sure that the kids are all right. Yeah. That's that's the whole concept of it. So, you know, I hate to hear people go about, the man, they're not even worried about test scores. They're just, they just want to make sure the kid's cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. So, but uh, but shout out to, to, I know, all those teachers and staff, because I know they're just devastated. Miss Ann, the principal at Crestview Elementary, was actually retiring this year. Mm. And so this is how she's kind of going out, you know. And so she's dedicated her whole life. Uh, into that building, and while I was stopped there, they let they let Miss Millie through. I don't know if y'all know Miss Millie. I did. She Everybody was my teacher. knows Miss Millie. That yeah. was my kindergarten. Teacher. So I was explaining to yeah. the, I was explaining to the engineer that was out there. I was like, this lady right here, like she retired two years ago, you know. <laughs> and so Miss Millie taught out there for thirty eight years. So she and she came by. She had uh, she had bought like a ton of pizza. I think it was like twenty something pizzas, uh-huh. and was donating it to the people who were out there working. All these engineers. If they weren't gonna let her through, she was gonna fight her. Oh yeah, through. man. Like, There's some people that command respect. That's of, right. And Miss Millie, even, wanna, yeah, no matter I what. I was explaining she does. to the head engineer out there. I was like, this lady right here in her year of retirement, year 38 of teaching, mm-hmm. which is just like two years prior to this, still going down the slide. Mm-hmm. with the kids like in her kindergarten she went down class. the slide with me when yeah. i was in school <laughs> i also remember miss millie hitting on my daddy <laughs> <laughs> but i she did like that engineer dead fate like looked her straight in the eye and said the slide's still up and, you know and <laughs> i was like i was like miss millie she's like no nah, not today <laughs> oh, oh you just reminded me of something so you talk about damage you know i had a billboard only, you did have a billboard. It's the only one that didn't get knocked down. It got hit, <laughs> I but saw it's that. still up. I saw that. And you, you know, know my comment was? Still kicking. I was like, well, you know, I mean, there's one person on there, and that's a good way to, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I even, yeah. you know like, he's not with us anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we get a new one. <laughs> Rest easy, Dave. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so. I guess we get a new, new one either way. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it looks great, though. It looks like you just took one right to the jaw. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, I think it adds to the brand. It adds. That's right, yeah. yeah. So it looks good, yeah. But I'm glad to hear that y'all are doing fine, that y'all are surviving. Yeah, it's like, stuff, we'll save so. you. 
And, so. uh, and I appreciate you coming on with us too, Stephen. Yeah, brother. So we'll get you on. Maybe we'll get a co-hosting spot. That's what we need to do. Yeah. So yeah. I know we're looking forward to it and, uh, and see what we can do, man. Okay. So. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. As always, don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, all that stuff. We're on social media as well as podcast platforms. We're also on TikTok the where TikTok. you can see me do the, uh, the weed goggles that everybody hates. Uh, N.A. The Band's new album, Inside My Head, is out and available in stores. Or not in stores, I'm sorry. Online. It's free. So please download it. It really helps those guys. Just give them a listen and uh, download the album. Great music. Uh, it is. I think it's good. And then Michelle Allen, who we've talked about on here, great person. Also your go-to in the area if you have any interest in real estate or whatever else, she'd be glad to help you out. She's always up, too. I don't think she's ever sleeping. She's probably still on here. And then uh, High Octane Martial Arts in Covington, been there since 93. We're celebrating 30 years in business. New location is open now here in town. Just visit masonsmartialarts.com. We'd be glad to help you out and get you started. The Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar located in Covington. Uh, we have events all the time, good food, really good steaks, uh, lots of Highly drinks recommend. and bourbon. Thank you. Yeah, I recommend, recommend them too. I, I've, I've been trying to switch up to the chicken, but anyway, we got, we got some good stuff. And then Masonite Digital Marketing, Josh will help you if you need any um, social media stuff, marketing plans, websites, etc. Just visit masonitemarketing.com. And we'll see you guys, hopefully, barring... Um, uh, national natural disasters. Hopefully, we'll see you next Tuesday for another law talk and keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.